and I would I would literally hold my belly and say I'm so sorry that I'm your mom I'm so sorry that I'm the person that God assigned to you I'm so sorry <laughs> Hey mama, are you in your third trimester and starting to freak out about the postpartum period? We'll take a deep breath and welcome to the New Mom Naturopath Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kaylin Galloway, a naturopathic physician and a fellow mom who's been in your shoes. From mindset techniques to holistic strategies for your health, we'll empower you to navigate motherhood with confidence and vitality. So grab a comforting cup of tea, or who are we kidding, coffee, and let's dive in to this incredible chapter of your life. My goal of this podcast is to embrace the naturopathic principle of docere, which means to teach. I really want you to learn practical advice on how to actually improve your postpartum experience, but this does not replace the use of your own personal physician. Any and all medical advice should be done and taken through the careful and personal decisions of your medical doctor. Can I let you in on a little secret? You're probably spending way too much time preparing for labor and not enough time preparing for postpartum. Postpartum is a zillion times longer, and I want to help you with it. So check out my free training at www.thenewmomnaturopath.com. That's thenewmomnaturopath.com. It's a 40-minute training that helps you prepare for postpartum with confidence. So I was actually cleaning my home, which is something I struggle with. Uh, a lot is making sure that I maintain a clean household. I get, I have ADHD and I get distracted a lot on a lot of things. And so a lot of times the house ends up in these like pillars of like really, really clean, all really great at the routines. And then the next month it'll be a complete disaster and I'll be <laughs> cleaning mugs that have mold in them. So there's no, <laughs> there's literally no in between. And I have tried just do 15 minutes a day just systemize everything it doesn't work for me um I'm I'm trying a new system I'm trying is the keyword but anyway I was cleaning and I found a journal that I kept and and while I was pregnant and it has a letter in it that I wrote to my son and so I thought that it'd be kind of cool to read that on air and to show you what I was thinking in the middle of my pregnancy. Now, for context, for those of you that don't know, that haven't seen or heard a lot of my episodes, I had a very difficult pregnancy. My pregnancy ended up having, I had really bad nausea from like uh, up until 16 weeks, which is not that bad compared to most women. But then I also had really severe migraines once a week, um, once one to two times a week. That would last up to 72 hours. Now, math is not my strong suit. I love it, but it's not my strong suit, but that's like almost the whole week. So I, I had a headache for large, for like 19 weeks. Um, they'd come and go, but severity, it was not fun. And, um, so that part was awful. Then at 20 weeks, I found out that my son had club feet and uh, cause it was at the ultrasound. And when you walk into those ultrasound appointments, you're going there as a mom, you're going there and being like, Oh my gosh, I get to see my baby. I'm so excited. And you forget that you're there to find something wrong. Like they're there to figure out if they need to prepare 
for a crisis or something wrong. And so they did find something wrong with my son. And I felt very disheartened by the whole, the whole thing. Like I, the first thought process was, well, did I do anything wrong? Because I was on antidepressant medication for, for my depression. Um, and so, you know, like, did I do something wrong? Did I eat something wrong? Is this medication worse still? Is this a genetic thing that I have to manage? Like, it's my fault. It's all I could think of. It's my fault. It's my fault. And when I was finally able to process through that and move towards a, a place of acceptance of, like, this is not my fault. This is just a, you know, it's a really common deformity. It's one in 1,000 babies, which really is not that uncommon. If you likely know somebody who has um, a relative that has club feet, it's pretty common. But the next thing came was like the shame of, I don't know that I could do this. I don't know if I can be his mom. And so I found that the, the last half of my pregnancy was fear, you know, and I had prodromal labor. That was horrible. It was agonizing. And I, you know, obviously there are many reasons why people have prodromal labor, but I do think it was because I was, I was so afraid of postpartum that I actually made pregnancy far worse with my brain. And I think that, you know, while there were physiologic reasons why I had contractions that were extremely painful, I think a lot of it was mindset looking back and hindsight's twenty twenty. So take what you will. But I did find that I was petrified to meet my son. I was excited and nervous, but I was petrified. There was not a single person that was like, oh my gosh, postpartum's amazing. It's so beautiful. You just get to hug your baby. And like, there wasn't a single person in my life that was very like, try not to say like, and I just said it like 500 times. Um, <laughs> there wasn't a single person in my life that, that would tell me that postpartum was beautiful. And so I was nervous because I love sleep. I was like so worried that I would not be able to sleep and I wouldn't be able to have the motivation to wake up. So I, I, I stewed about that and then I already had depression and so I was really worried that I would continue to go down and not be able to support my child because I was in such a dark place because like all I could think about during pregnancy was he'd be so much better off if I wasn't his mother. He'd be so much better off if he had someone else. And I would I would literally hold my belly and say, I'm so sorry that I'm your mom. I'm so sorry that I am the person that God assigned to you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I remember being in that state while I was pregnant and just freaking out. Why, why try? I'm going to fail at this whole motherhood thing. And then I had this postpartum experience of having club feet so it was more work it was more and even to this day there's a, a something every single night I have to force him to do that he doesn't want to do I have to put boundaries on him that no mom that moms don't have to do until they actually can start talking or it's a you know there, there's actually communication whereas when they're little cuties coming out of the womb 
they're comparable to a potato sack. Like, they don't do anything. And yet, I'm still going to have to be the one to say, I'm so sorry you're uncomfortable. I'm so sorry you're upset. I'm so sorry you don't like those boots or you don't like those casts. But it's for your good. It's for you. I'm doing this for your future. And he would watch football. And my son has loved football since the moment it turned on after his... Like, literally the moment I turned it on, August. He was born in May. That's, so it's like three months. He would watch the plays. He would, he would move, move his eyes to the TV when they said hi. Like, it was literally the cutest thing ever. And so that was a motivator, really. But I, during my pregnancy, I was freaking out that I wasn't going to be able to do it. And so I want to tell you that postpartum is hard. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's hard. It's exhausting. You fight with your spouse. You have difficulty managing your own emotions because of hormones, because of major, like, major physiological processes that happen during those first couple of weeks. Period. There's no doubt about it. It's hard. But what I will say is that moving forward, there are so many little moments that just fill your heart. As my little niece used to say to us, you fill my bucket, you fill my bucket, whenever we did something that made her happy. And I could just see my son filling my bucket all day long. And he didn't talk, and he couldn't hug me, and he couldn't kiss me. All he could do was be in my presence. And postpartum was beautiful, even though I was scared to death of it. And I managed it even though I was scared of it. So I can promise you, Mama, you can do it. You can do it. So without further ado, I'll actually read what I wrote to my son. Hello, Ori, my beautiful baby boy. I don't know you yet. I feel your kicks and movements, the little flutters in my belly. I have ultrasound pictures of you with little glimpses of what you'll look like. You're waving at me in every single one of them. But right now, being your mother is a mystery. An exciting one, a scary one. I wanted you, and I prayed for you for so long, Ori. I felt a calling to be your mom for a very long time. I won't be perfect, though. I probably will make you upset, angry, and probably cry. Know that I still love you with all my heart. You just punched my belly when I wrote that. I want you to tell me when I've hurt you. Not because I can fix it in the moment, but so I can learn from it next time. I can tell you right now, sweet boy, my life is not about getting it right. Which you will probably do a million times, but also mess up too. It's about getting better. This is pretty darn frustrating for most people, and it will be for you. There's a never end to growth. Growth always happens. You live in a state of being absolutely uncomfortable. Just like your perfect, adorable feet. There will always be improvements to make. I just want you to know how much I love you. Even though you're not here yet, I feel like you're my best friend. I cannot wait to hear you laugh. I cannot wait to watch you dance. I cannot wait to see you. I'm waiting for the day. Love, Mommy.
and I tried not to cry during that, but I did. Um, if I hadn't done the steps that I had done and built the mindset practices and worked on my mindset, worked on my challenges, worked on being present with myself and my emotions, I couldn't have done the clubfoot treatment that I had to do for my son. I couldn't have set the boundaries that I needed with my son and my family. I couldn't have made the sacrifices I made in all the things that we had postpartum. And the reality is my son walks, my son runs, he skips, he hops, and boy does that boy dance. <laughs> and so I tell you this, that my son loves me, but I, you know, in postpartum was really hard and pregnancy was really hard, but I put in the work in my mind, in how I trained myself so that I could be the mom that he needed, even though he was upset, even though he was not happy. And I just really want you to know that you can do it too, one step at a time. If this is something that you struggled with, I want to help you with it. I want to help you feel better and feel confident and not be scared that you can't do it, that you can't say no to them, that you can't sit in the uncomfortable feeling of not knowing what the hell to do and still make a decision. I want to help you. And so if you're interested, please go to the num the, the new mom naturopath.com. You'll see a free training that shows my signature method and gives you a little bit more information of how to work with me. I really hope that you watch the free training. It has actionable items in it that will help you no matter where you're at. And at the end, it shows you how you can work with me. I really look forward to hearing from you. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the New Mom Naturopath Podcast. I really hope you learned something and grew during this episode. If you could leave me a podcast review on Apple Podcasts, that'd be so helpful for me. If you have any questions, email me at admin at thenewmomnaturopath.com. And as always, please join our Facebook group, The New Mom Naturopath, on Facebook. Have a wonderful day.